it's Andrew Wilkow. Here's my opening monologue from today's Wilkow Majority on Sirius XM Patriot. Whether you have a MAGA tattoo on your ass or not, a big primary contest is a good thing, especially for Trump. And let me explain why. When Donald Trump won the Republican nomination in 2016, he beat out 16 other candidates. Now, some of them had no chance. Let's be honest. Nobody was talking about Jim Gilmore. Nice guy. I met him at the Red Arrow Diner. When he walked in, nobody even knew who he was. Okay, you had all these also-rans in 2016, but whatever. There were some serious contenders. Jeb Bush, Marco Rubio, Rand Paul, Ted Cruz, and others. It was a trial by fire. If Donald Trump is facing another 16-person primary field, or Ron DeSantis, or Vivek, or whoever it is, if they emerge from that victorious, then it is obvious that a plurality of the country wants that person to be president, and everything was thrown at, everything was thrown at them to have to climb over to get to it. And you know what that means? When it, Let's just say it's Donald Trump. And look, anything could happen in a year, right? DeSantis is raising more money now. Trump is winning straw polls. Trump has got a bigger war chest. Trump has got a bigger base than anyone. But as you see, Vivek is not a joke. Vivek Ramaswamy is not a joke. I think we all saw some of the uh, highlights of Tucker Carlson's sit down with some of the candidates who... (laughs) How do you say blew it? I mean, on, on simple questions, what's more important, Ukraine or America's failing cities? Mike Pence, I could have helped you with that one. It would have been America's cities. Pretty basic. You know. Now, will that damage them in the long run? I don't know. But Trump is, without question, the man to beat. And I'm going to say this because I'm going to get to this New York Times article that I want to start with. This country cannot, we say this, I know it's been said, but we are truly at a tipping point because of the border. That the United States cannot survive another four years of two and a half million people crossing the border illegally. At some point, the Democrats will have created their new majority and then it's just a matter of time before they're voting and then it's over. I'm telling you right now, not to be to use hyperbole, but you even have this attitude among some Republicans. Well, what do you want us to do, round everyone up? What has that ever been the way you enforce a law? Do IRS special agents say, well, if we can't get everyone cheating on their taxes all at once, we're not going to try to get anyone. Do police departments say to themselves, you know what? If we can't get everyone who's had a little too much to drink legally, then we're not going to try to pull over anyone. You can't think of any law that is enforced on, predicated, its enforcement is predicated on getting everyone doing it at once or no one at all. And that is the attitude in Washington because, well, on this issue, they're either lazy or this is, this is their desired outcome. Central planners in Washington, technocrats, don't want to be questioned. And if you didn't learn your lesson during the pandemic, I don't know what's what it's going to take. This is why I say I hate democracy. These And these people don't even believe in democracy. Did we vote to lock down our economy? 
No. Did we vote for open borders? No. There are laws of the, well, Biden won the election. This is another, another a sidebar to this is why I believe in school choice. If a teacher says to your child, well, you know, Joe Biden won and this is his agenda. Is his agenda higher than the rule of law? The executive branch is there to enforce the law, not decide what laws it likes and what laws it doesn't. What laws it likes and what laws it doesn't. That's, that's, not, that's not the oath that anyone working for the government takes, especially the president. But right now we have a president who is dedicated to this open border. Because the central planners in Washington think if they can get enough people into the country, that group of people will drown out you, the resistors, the holdouts. They don't want to see people waving constitutions or chanting USA or whatever it is. They've decided that the Constitution is a relic, maybe to be referenced once in a while with some nostalgia or perhaps to accept as a basis. I've never met a Democrat that thinks the Constitution is the law of the land. I'm going to be totally honest with you. Oh, well, that was written you know, in the 1700s. So what? Does that mean in 2033? When did the Constitution expire? In 1891? 1991? When did it expire? And if, the, if 100 years is the expiration date, does that mean in 10 years Social Security expires and we can get rid of it? Because it's going to be a 100-year-old program that's bankrupt. But I want to read this to you because this, this is one of the most insane things I've seen in the media in a long time. Headline New York Times. Trump and allies forge plans to increase presidential power in 2025. It says Donald Trump and his allies are planning sweeping expansions of presidential power over the machinery of government if voters return him to the White House in 2025, reshaping the structure of the executive branch to concentrate for, uh, far greater authority in his hands. This is, this is amazing to me. In its weapons-grade stupid. Their plans to centralize more power in the Oval Office stretch far beyond the former president's recent remarks that he would order a criminal investigation into his political rival, President Biden, signaling his intent to end post-Watergate norm of Justice Department independence from the White House political control. Does anybody think right now that the Justice Department is independent of Biden? You can't possibly believe, you can't, you can't possibly believe that the Department of Justice is operating independently of Biden right now. Can't believe it, can't believe it. You cannot believe it. Nobody believes it. Merrick Garland doesn't even believe it. Mr. Trump and his associates have a broader goal to alter the balance of power by increasing the president's authority over every part of the federal government that now operates by either law or tradition with any measure of independence from political interference by the White House, according to a review of his campaign policy proposals and interviews with people close to him. By tradition. Well, tradition is not law. A tradition is not a law. I have to say it again, a tradition is not a law. But this, this is Bolstein. You want to talk about the expansion of power in the executive branch. Do you want to start with Woodrow Wilson or do you want to go to FDR? Franklin Delano Roosevelt literally, literally took over the money supply with an executive order. What? Yes, 
With an executive order, Franklin Delano Roosevelt made the private ownership of gold bullion illegal. Now, how did he do that? You see, part of the problem we're dealing with is most of our Democrat friends confuse feeling a certain way with knowing something. Reagan was fond of saying they know so much that isn't true. But if you get into a, con- uh, a discussion on the Constitution with your Democrat friend, you will find that, A, they've probably never read it, uh, even if they're a lawyer. B, uh, they don't understand it. C, they reject it. Where would Woodrow, where, where would Franklin Delano Roosevelt get the power to make the private ownership of gold bullion illegal? And if you want to talk about the monsters among us, Where would he get the authority to intern people? You want to talk about an expansion of executive authority? The idea that the president of the United States could look at groups of people and say, I accuse you. Now, I can accuse people of being disloyal. That doesn't mean they get locked up for it. Americans of Japanese descent were literally stripped of their citizenship, stripped of their civil rights, stripped of their private property, and incarcerated on the order of Franklin Delano Roosevelt. And you know what's funny? Whenever Biden tries to stand, Biden could be the most progressive. I mean, this thing with the high-speed internet, it's kind of like the TVA and, and all these other projects. It's like the WPA. No one ever says, you know, wanting to be like FDR is not exactly a good thing. And that's another function of government education. Woodrow will, I mean, Franklin Delano Roosevelt gets to be the TVA guy and the World War II guy. We never make him the internment guy. And the gold thing, that doesn't seem, a lot of people don't seem to understand fiat currency. What does that mean? What is is fiat currency? They don't know what fiat currency, They they don't care. Right? Does your Venmo work? Your PayPal work? Okay, whatever. Don't talk to me about the expansion of federal authority. You want to go through the great society? How about Obamacare or DACA? Barack Obama just decided that Article 1, Section 8 and the provision that only Congress can make laws related to naturalization, that Obama just said, meh, I've decided these people could stay. And you know what? Now it's on to you to kick them out after the fact. Ha, 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 ha. Where did he get that authority? Where did Barack Obama get the authority to essentially say, nope, you can just all stay? Where did he get it from? Going back to Woodrow Wilson, you could see it was left-wing presidents, one after another, that expanded the role of the presidency and the executive branch in ways that were never intended. I Look, I will tell you this. I have my coffee here. I'm always ready for a good conversation. Nobody can explain, using only the Constitution, how federal rulemaking by the executive branch runs equivalent and parallel to that of legislation when in Article I of the Constitution, all legislative authority is vested in a Congress in the Congress of the United States, not shared with the judicial branch, not shared with the executive branch. But yet those two branches have been making laws as long as you've been alive. Where does Social Security reside in the Constitution? Where does Medicare? Where does Medicaid? 
Where does it reside in the Constitution? See, this is what Republicans do. They lash out at these popular programs. I'm not talking about what is popular. Again, this is why I hate democracy. I will openly say it. The way the Democrats want to practice democracy makes me hate democracy. The majority isn't always right. You know, speaking of majorities, and we're going to get into this piece about Casey DeSantis. You know, gender, the, our, our views of gender are changing. Are they? Did we vote on that? I don't remember us voting on that. Did you Did you get a memo or an email or a flyer? When did, when did, when did we decide that gender is no longer biological and is now uh, something that was previously assigned at birth but gender is just a social construct. When did that happen? When did, when did our society, the majority of our society, accept this premise? We didn't. So don't talk to me about democracy when less than 1% of the population is dictating our social view or our scientific view of gender. Wines at 695 Patriot 957-2874. The New York Times is trying to scare people. Oh, Trump is going to be a dictator. He's going to be an autocrat. He's going to be an autocrat. He's a fascist. You hear that? Fascist. You know what's funny about the American left? It's so smart, it's stupid. And I say that facetiously because it's not so smart. It's just stupid. It's hard to deal with people who don't even understand the definitions of the words they're using. Like everything's a Nazi. Well, you're, you're, you're look at you, you Nazi. You're, you're a Nazi. If you're a Republican, you're a Nazi. Do you know what a Nazi is? Do you, do you actually know? Do you understand what it, what it is? What Nazism was? It's like the, they don't need to know, though. They feel a certain way. Feeling is Feeling is just as good as knowing when you're dealing with these people. The New York Times sounds very stupid by trying to proclaim, first of all, they thought Obama had the power and the privilege to be a benevolent dictator. And if during, if during the lockdowns, Biden ordered unvaccinated people to be rounded up, these people would be cheering it. You want to talk about expanded powers? You can look at the monsters in our history, and they're all Democrats, or at least most of them. Wines at 695 Patriot 9572874. We are right. They are wrong. That is the end of the story. The arguments on this radio program can not be broken. In the hardcore summer, you will get three hours of perfectly executed political analysis. Count it four if you join me over at the Salem News Channel. SalemNewsChannel.com. Sirius XM Patriot. You can join me live on the Will Count Majority, Monday to Friday, noon to 3 east, 9 to noon west, on Sirius XM Patriot, channel 125.